0: Well, amen. Aren't you thankful for salvation this morning? I praise God for Jesus Christ coming to take our place and give us that salvation only through his name. What a great way to start our service this morning. But aren't you glad that our choir is back? We missed you, choir. Thank you for being back. They've been gone for the last month or so, and it's always good to have them back. And hey, can I tell you that if you've ever thought about joining the choir, now's a great time to jump into the choir. If you're interested in learning more about the choir ministry, take one of those Next Steps cards and just fill it out. Put your information, just write choir on it. Drop it in one of the blue boxes or the offering plate on your way out this morning, and we'll give you more information about joining up with the choir. You could even make it easier. Stop by the chapel this afternoon at 345, and they'll give you all the information that you want. That's when rehearsal happens today. But we're thankful for our choir, and what a great way to start our service. Welcome to Rosedale this morning. You know, this is the highlight of the week. When we can get spiritually recharged and refreshed, ready to take on another week. I'm so thankful for all that God's been doing here at Rosedale. Over the past several weeks, we've seen so many people get baptized. God's been doing a work in many, many lives, and sometimes in the summer it's hard to see all of that, but we've seen a visual representation of that over the past few weeks. You know, we had a team that was in Guatemala this past week, and they got back late, late, late last night. But God did some amazing things in Guatemala as we went to visit Mark Schmidt and Deep Stream Ministries. And many of you gave towards that water project, and just to see all of those water filters being distributed. And the gospel of Jesus Christ getting out to more and more families as a result of the efforts that each one of you were able to make. Man, God's been good. And praise God for his goodness to us. If you're newer here at Rosedale, we want to welcome you. Thank you for making this a part of your weekend. We hope that you'll come back as often as you can. If we didn't get a chance to meet you on the way in, make sure you stop by our guest services. We have them in both lobbies on the way out. But we want to just thank you for worshiping with us this morning. And that's what we're here to do, worship the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're going to do that in song right now. So let's stand together as our team leads us in worship.
1: Amen. Amen.
2: me. A great voice. My days, I've,
1: I've been held in that I wake up till I lay my head I will sing of All my life you have been faithful All my life you have been so, so good Every breath that I am able I will sing of God You have led me through the fire You are both like no other. Father, known you as a friend, I will sin in the goodness of God. All my life you have been faithful, all my life you have been so, so good. Every breath that I am able, I will sing of the God. Your goodness is running after, running after me. Your goodness is running after, running after me. With my life laid down, rendered now, everything, running after, running after me, running after, running after me, running after, running after me. With my life laid down, I surrender now. Your goodness is running after, running after me. All my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so, so good. Every breath that I am able, I will sing. Of God, all my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so, so good. Every breath that I am able, I will sing of God. Of the goodness of God, sing of the goodness of God Amen. He all our earth. and power. All.
3: Never, Jean, love you, love you,
1: man, love you. There's so much of his goodness to celebrate this
3: morning. Yes, there is. Amen. Yes.
4: God, I pray that you would be with the hurting hearts here today.
3: Yeah, yeah.
4: Where life has, has shaken them, where storms have, have caused them to question their anger. For as we are getting ready to receive the word, remind us that your anger holds that you are the author and the finisher of our faith, that you will hold us to the storm, God, we need you. And God, we thank you that we are, are, are privileged to sing.
3: Yes. Yes,
2: you, Amen. Amen.
3: Thank you, Kim. Appreciate it, man, sir. morning. Well it's been a great day already and we're in the end of Acts chapter 27. Um, if someone has asked me one time, they've asked me a, a lot of times on have you ever been on a cruise? Have you ever been on a cruise? Um, I wouldn't want to be on this cruise that they were on in Acts 27. Anyone in agreement with that? Uh, and now today uh, we're about to deboard the boat uh, and they did it very expeditiously, how they deborded the boat. But look at verse number 37. And we were in all the ship, two hundred, three score, and sixteen souls. And when they had eaten enough, they uh, lightened the ship and uh, cast out the wheat into the sea. And when it was day, they knew not the land, but they discovered a certain creek with a shore uh, into the which they were minded. Circle that. Uh, They were minded, uh, just take note of that, minded, uh, if it were possible to thrust in the ship, Uh, and when they had taken up the anchors, they committed themselves unto the sea and uh, loosed the rudder bands and uh, hoist up the mainsail to the wind and made toward uh, the shore, 276 people on this boat. Uh, 276 people, they lightened the ship in the morning, they uh, sailed in uncharted waters, they uh, were headed towards land, they uh, came to a place where two seas met, and they were minded, they were minded uh, to take one of them, that was their off-ramp, they pulled up anchor, they uh, hoist the main sail, and, uh, and, and the wind drove them towards shore, verse 41, and, and falling into a place where two seas met, two seas met, that may be a little brighter than normal, I'm having a hard time seeing through, if you can just uh, dim that a little bit. Uh, where two seas met, uh, they were, uh, uh, there. Uh, two bodies of water. They could go one of two different directions. There uh, was two seas met, uh, two off-ramps that they, that they uh, chose from. And in their deciding, they ran the ship aground. Uh, they ran the ship aground. 41, uh, and falling into a place where two seas met, they ran the ship aground. And the four parts stuck fast and remained unmovable. You ever meet a Christian that at one time was moving forward for the Lord? The when of the Holy Spirit was in their sails. They were on a journey with the Lord, leading and having a great impact. But now it seems like their Christianity is stuck fast, unmovable, having a hard time going to church, not even... Uh, Showing up at Sunday, they're they're trying to justify where Sunday morning should be set aside. They're they're stuck fast, they're uh, unmovable. Um, I, it goes on uh, to to talk about forty one. Look at it and falling into a place where two seas met, they ran the ship aground, and the forepart was stuck fast, remained uh, unmovable, but the hinder part was broken with the violence uh, of the waves. Okay, if you've ever had your wife, or if you have ever done where. Uh, You have a plate and you drop it and it breaks in pieces. You ever uh, have that? I've done that. Uh, Now, that's not what it's talking about here. Uh, Because the tense here is a continual tense. It would be more like uh, dropping it and it breaks and then picking up the pieces and dropping them again and it breaks and uh, then picking up the pieces again and then dropping them uh, and they break. Hey, that's the tone here. Uh, It's broken in pieces and it's still breaking in pieces. It's being shattered and uh, ripped apart. Uh, And before someone says, well, pastor, I think you may be uh, over-allegorizing this. I think about when Paul talked about Hymenius and Alexander, uh, who concerning the faith were shipwreck, were shipwrecked. And by the way, quite literally, uh, this would have been the place where Paul said, "Uh, thrice I suffered shipwreck, uh, a night and a day in the deep. That's in Corinthians. Uh, uh, Back referencing this, I kind of wonder if this was just one time or if he counted this as uh, two times, all that he had to go through. But he said, uh, three times I went through this, a a night and a day in the deep, and uh, that ship is breaking and shattering. It's run aground. The forepart stuck fast and remained unmovable, the hinder part uh, broken with the violence of the waves. I, every once in a while, will come across someone that I went to Bible college with, and uh, just trying to catch up, or I heard about someone that, uh, and a, a common friend, and I'm hey, how's 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 he doing? Well, how, how's he doing? Expecting to, to to hear about a ministry that he started, or uh, a missions endeavor that he did, or uh, being involved in, and and unfortunately, all too often, uh, you hear recounted how he was stuck fast, uh, remained unmovable, uh, and his ship was wrecked, uh, his boat was broken in pieces. Put down number one, if you will. Uh, the reason for the broken pieces. The reason for the broken pieces. And uh, one may, may say, Pastor, I know what that is. I, I know the answer to that. Uh, uh, that ship was broken in pieces because of the storm. And let me say this. Their boat wasn't broken. That ship didn't wreck because of the storm. Uh, Other boats had successfully gone through those storms. Other boats have uh, navigated those uh, uh, unwrecked in the way. Uh, It's how they approached the storms. Uh, It's the decisions they made in uh, the storms. The chances they took uh, with uh, the storms. Hey, if your ship wrecks, if your boat breaks, uh, you can't blame the storms because one event happeneth to them all. Uh, Other ships have sailed those waters. Uh, Other ships have... Uh, gone unwavered by those waves and uh, and and God sends the rain on the just and on the unjust we all have storms Uh, and you can't uh, blame uh, the storms we all go through them we all have waves that beat our boats we all sail through those rough waters it's not the storms and let me say this uh, when someone else well pastor I know uh, okay if it's not the storms then it's the rocks it has to be the rocks and let me say this Uh, Their ship didn't wreck. Uh, Their boat wasn't broken because of the rocks. Uh, There was deeper waters they could have sailed through. There was uh, navigable waters in other places. It's how close they were skirting the rocks, Uh, taking their boats along the rocks, Uh, being so close to the rocks. Uh, It's not the rocks of the world, not the rocks uh, of the world, because there hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man, we all have, uh, we all face those same temptations, we all have, uh, we all face the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life, the world, the flesh, the devil, uh, it's not the rocks uh, of the world, and uh, God goes on in that verse, there hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man, but God is faithful, aren't you glad God is faithful, but God is faithful, who will not suffer you, be tempted above that you are able, but with the temptation also make a way to escape. Boy, there's navigable waters you can sail through. Other ships have made it uh, through those storms. You didn't have to wreck that ship. You didn't uh, have to be broken uh, in pieces. And so what are the reasons that their ship was wrecked, that their boat was battered? Uh, I, I truly believe it's embedded in verse number 39 when it says, when it was day, they, they knew not the land. They discovered a certain creek with the shore uh, into the which they were minded. They were minded. Well, they were minded. And then 41 uh, and falling into a place where two seas met. I, I think it's mainly because of their double mindedness. By well, two different directions they could go, uh, two different seas that they could sail through. Uh, and, and by the way, they were double minded from day one. Remember the start of the voyage in verse uh, 9 when Paul said, uh, Sirs, I perceive that this uh, ship is going to be with much hurt. Don't sail. Uh, But then in verse number uh, 11, nevertheless, the centurion believed the master and the owner of the ship more than those things which are spoken by Paul. Hey, they were double-minded from day one. Should we, shouldn't we? Should we, shouldn't we? Uh, And now, uh, not just double-minded from day one uh, in their departure, but also in the decision of their direction, and a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Uh, And again, so you don't think it's a reach, Uh, Two verses before that, it says, uh, uh, he that wavereth is like the wave of a sea, driven uh, with the wind and tossed, fitting perfectly uh, here. Uh, And in our Christian life, we need to be single-focused. In our Christian life, uh, that dual focus will never work. If thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be filled with light. No man can serve two masters. For either he'll hate the one and love the other, or he'll hold to the one and despise the other. He cannot serve God and mammon. So I believe that that boat was wrecked. Uh, those, that boat beaten and shattered and torn apart, uh, much like uh, many Christians who set out to serve God and also make money. Uh, who have one foot in the word and one foot in the world. They, they, they're double-minded. They, 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 they have that uh, dual vision of uh, doing for God and satisfying the flesh, of, uh, of ministry and then also uh, of, of manna. Uh, 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 how long halt ye between two opinions? Remember when Joshua said that? Uh, if the Lord be God, serve him. If Baal, then serve him. Choose you this day. Choose you this day whom you will serve. People are trying to live their lives uh, in a place where two seas meet, uh, two different directions they could go, uh, trying to have one foot in the word and uh, one foot in the world. Uh, and don't ever forget, it's not the storms of circumstances that that battered the boat, that caused their ship to wreck. Uh, it's not the boulders of bitterness. It was their split focus. It was their their double-mindedness. It was their Their dual vision. And so, number one, the reason for the broken pieces. Has everybody got that? Say it with me. The reason for the broken pieces. Put down number two. Uh, Notice the reality. The reality of the broken pieces. Let's continue. Verse 41. And falling into a place where two seas met, they ran the ship aground, and the forepart stuck fast and remained unmovable, but the the hinder part was broken with the violence of the waves. 42. And the soldiers' counsel was to kill the prisoners, lest any of them should swim out and escape. But the centurion, willing to save Paul, kept them from their purpose and commanded that they which could swim should cast themselves first into the sea. They're deboarding the boat. Here's where it's at. Uh, uh, catcher, hey, if you can swim, good luck. Uh, they cast themselves into the sea and, uh, and to get to land. And the rest, some on boards, and some unbroken pieces. Circle that. Some unbroken pieces. Some swam. Uh, some floated on boards. Uh, and some unbroken pieces of the ship. Uh, and so it came to pass that they all that they escaped all safe to land. The ship shattered. Uh, that boat badly broken. Uh, in pieces. Yes, some were saved by swimming and some were saved by, by floating on those, those, those boards, but some were saved, some uh, on broken pieces. Well, it means apart from its original purpose. Uh, it means it's detached from, broken off of uh, its original purpose. You see, the wood, its original purpose was to be a part of something bigger, carrying hundreds to safety. But something's changed. Uh, something changed. It's not uh, part of something bigger now. Uh, it's shattered. It's broken. It's uh, not part of something bigger and more beautiful now. Uh, it, its original purpose was to carry people and carry food and to, to, to carry goods, to be an uh, elegant ship with a purpose. I think about uh, the different kind of boats. Uh, just in this area, uh, the, the, the boats on the Chesapeake, uh, the ships uh, on rivers or oceans and barges on rivers. Where there's cruise liners and cargo ships, there's there's naval ships and crabbing boats, there's there's tugboats and speed boats, there's uh, ski boats and bass boats, there's uh, fishing boats and barges. But but understand each one of them, each one of them is built specifically for a specific purpose, uh, for a little bit differently than maybe another boat is is built. But uh, there's a specific purpose. Uh, for them, each boat structured differently uh, for that specific pieces. And now these for that purpose, now, these pieces of wood were uh, originally intended to carry 276 to shore. Uh, it was originally uh, to, to be able to transport 276 to safety, but, but it's broken now. But the ship is shattered, shattered now. It's no longer fulfilling its original purpose. It's no longer exactly what it was uh, uh, designed to be. It's broken now. Surely it can't be useful now. Uh, Surely it has to be set aside now. Uh, It's not beautiful uh, anymore. Uh, It once was a big ship, now it's a broken piece. Once transported uh, people, now it's uh, floating driftwood. It once carried uh, food and supplies, and now it's just a a splintered piece of wood. Uh, It once fulfilled an original purpose, but now it's a fragmented board. You ever felt like you've been broken? You ever felt like you've missed that specific calling, or uh, maybe you forfeited that, that station with which, uh, well, for which you were created. Yet the thing to notice is, even though it wasn't accomplishing its original purpose, uh, it still had a purpose. Uh, even though it wasn't carrying 270, that, that broken board, that, that, that piece of fragmented board, uh, it wasn't carrying all of that to shore. Uh, it was carrying someone to shore. It was still useful, people being saved and some on broken pieces. It was still useful, uh, uh, some some being rescued and some on broken pieces. Uh, it was still useful, uh, 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 people being hauled to safety and some on broken pieces. Can I explain with three phrases? Quickly, just write them down if you will. Uh, if you've ever felt broken, if you've ever felt like you're apart from uh, your original purpose, what God had uh, built you, created you, called you uh, to do. You feel like you forfeited that calling. You feel like you're, you're beyond that, that original purpose. But number one, if you will, every one of us was created for a specific purpose. Write it down. Uh, every one of us was created for a specific purpose. Now, don't misunderstand. Uh, we're all created for a general purpose, and that's glorifying God. A general purpose, that's pointing people to God's glory, Uh, but uh, every one of us were also created for a specific purpose, a specific calling, or a station uh, in life. I I think about uh, Adam, who was created to to tend the garden, to dress it, and to keep it, but he's not fulfilling his original purpose anymore. Is anybody with me on this? Uh, Esther... Uh, Who knoweth that that thou art come into the kingdom for such a time as this? Jeremiah, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I I sanctified thee. I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. There was a specific purpose, uh, Adam and Esther and and Jeremiah. Uh, John the Baptist in Malachi chapter 4, 400 years before he stepped on the scene, Uh, God said, I'm going to raise up one, uh, raise up one with the spirit of Elijah. uh, He's going to be the forerunner of Christ. Uh, John the Baptist was even filled with the Holy Spirit uh, from his mother's womb. Don't miss this. Every one of us have been created for a specific purpose. Would you agree with that? Put down number two. None of us have fully fulfilled that original purpose. Every one of us created for a specific purpose, a station, a uh, calling in life, uh, none of us have fully fulfilled that specific purpose. I think about Romans three twenty-three: for all have sinned and come short. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Again, general purpose, glorifying God. Specific purpose, what's that calling? What's that uh, station? For me, it's pastoring. Uh, for me, it's, uh, it's serving God's people. But, but all of us have a calling and a station specifically. None of us have fully fulfilled that purpose. You see, sin wrecks our lives. Sin splinters our ships. It, it breaks up our boats. I think about Romans 3.10, every one of us created for a purpose. None of us uh, have fulfilled exactly uh, that, that, that purpose, Romans 3.10. There is none righteous, no, not one. I, I like how air tidy makes it here. There's none righteous, not even you. Not even you, I, I, I love that. No, not one. There's none that understand it. There's none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable every one of us was created for a specific purpose Uh, uh, none of us have fully fulfilled that specific purpose put down number three but all of us are still useful to god but all of us can still be used for god's glory Uh, All of us can still fulfill uh, something that God has for us to do. And again, uh, we still have a general purpose, and that's glorifying God. Glorifying God. Uh, The specific purpose, uh, the specific purpose, uh, you may feel like you've missed your station, Uh, you may feel like you've forfeited your calling. You may feel like you've ripped apart from being a beautiful boat, but you still have a purpose in life. Every one of us created for one. None of us have fully fulfilled all of one, but all of us, all of us, I think about Romans 12 when it talks about the good and acceptable and perfect will of God for our lives. The good and Uh, and acceptable, uh, and the perfect will uh, of God for our lives. You've heard me use the illustration several times recently uh, about our GPS when you punch in that destination, and it says, uh, the quickest route, the quickest route. Uh, avoiding tolls. I don't care about, put me through, anyway, uh, the quickest route, Uh, and and how many of us have ever blown past a turn that we were supposed to take? Anybody here besides me? Uh, Okay, Uh, almost every day. I blow past a turn I was supposed to take, uh, and and then uh, instead of berating, and instead of demeaning, and stupid, you should have taken that turn. Now you're lost. Now you have no hope. You can't get there from here. No, it's recalculating. It's recalculating, uh, you have, may have uh, 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 missed that best route, okay, the best route, uh, you've already passed by that, but you still have a route to get to that destination. Uh, you may have missed that, that perfect path that long been left, but, but it's in the rear of your mirror, but there's still a path for you to take. Oh yes, uh, you may have uh, feel like you, uh, you're, you're beyond that ideal uh, direction and that uh, uh, original purpose, but God still has a plan for you. Do you believe it? Well, I think about David, uh, David who broke his boat, uh, his ship was wrecked when he slept with Bathsheba, and then he murdered uh, Uriah the Hittite but God still used him to pen some of the most beautiful psalms after his ship had wrecked, after uh, he was a broken piece. I think about Moses, uh, who was a broken piece that, that, that killed that Egyptian, that, that rushed God's will, that uh, insisted upon, I have to do it now, I'm not going to wait. Uh, and he was adrift for 40 years on the backside of a desert, but God still used him to deliver 1.5 million Jews even after his ship was shattered, even after uh, his boat was badly broken. I think about Rahab the harlot. How would you like to have that name? Uh, Anyway, uh, Rahab the harlot, that nickname. uh, uh, She was a broken piece to say the least, but she was still used by God. She was still used by God uh, to, to help Israel go into Canaan, to, to help those spies spy out the land. God used her in a great way, uh, even after she, God never intended her to be a harlot. God never intended David to sleep with Bathsheba and uh, murder Uriah. But God's grace, God's mercy, even after, uh, even after she earned that nickname, God still used her, and some on broken pieces, and some on broken pieces, Okay, they're apart from, from their original plan, but God still has a plan. Oh yeah, they may have missed that that perfect path, that that quickest route, that that ideal road, but God still has a path. He still has a purpose. He still has a will for your life. Are you talking about someone whose ship was shattered. How about the maniac of the Gadareans? Remember him? You talk about a guy that just. Uh, literally, uh, his boat was ripped apart. Uh, When Jesus came into the country of the Gadareans, when he was come out of the ship, immediately they met him out of the tombs. He's living in cemeteries. A man with an unclean spirit, he's demon-possessed, who had his dwelling among the tombs. No man could bind him, no not with chains because that uh, he had been often bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, uh, and the fetters broken in pieces. that uh, Neither could any man tame him, uh, and always night and day he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. You talk about uh, someone whose boat was ripped apart, uh, someone whose ship was wrecked. This guy This guy was a stark, raving lunatic. Definitely a broken boat. But God's grace reached down. God's grace uh, lifted up. Uh, God's grace turned him around. uh, Even to the point the next time we see him, he was clothed at the feet of Jesus, worshiping and in his right mind. Uh, I think about when uh, the community was pushing Christ and the disciples to leave, but to leave, but uh, leave our coast. They, they prayed him to leave their coast. He told that, that um, uh, maniac of Gadara uh, to, to go home to your friends and family and tell them what great things God had done for you. What, what is interesting to me is there was a time where Christ was gone, and then uh, after a time, he came back to that same shore uh, and when he came back, they weren't saying, hey, depart from our coast. We don't want you here. Uh, there was a whole lot of people that were welcoming Christ, uh, that were uh, drawing close to Christ. And uh, I propose it was because so many got saved and, and some on broken pieces. Remember the Samaritan woman? It wasn't God's will for her to uh, 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 five been married five times and the guy that I'm with now I'm not even married to. Remember that? John 4. Uh, five times, and five times, and the one I'm with now, not even married. I'm just uh, immorally uh, sleeping with, and uh, that wasn't God's original plan, but then when she came to Christ, she must have felt like she was nothing but a broken piece. Boy, I love how she went into town, and uh, almost the entire town came to the Lord Jesus Christ, heard the gospel, uh, and drew closer to Christ. What's interesting to me is the disciples had just come from that same town. Uh, they went to get lunch, and they came back. Not one person saved, not one person helped, not one person did they bring back with them, but this Samaritan woman, a sidecar like well, uh, when, when she came to Christ, she went into town, and almost the entire town came to the Lord Jesus Christ, and some on broken pieces. Paul killed Christians, a broken piece, after which God used him to pen some 14 books of the Bible. Uh, Simon Peter denied Christ three times, broken peace, uh, and after which uh, God used him to preach Pentecost, 3,000 people uh, saved. David wrote the Psalms after that immorality, and uh, Moses led Israel after he committed murder, and uh, Rahab delivered uh, Joshua and Caleb after, after she was tagged with that nickname, Rahab the harlot, and some on broken pieces. Does anybody remember the story, uh, the historical account of Jonah? Uh, God called him. Uh, his original purpose, specific station, specific calling was uh, go to Nineveh, uh, go to Nineveh and preach the word, go to Nineveh. And, uh, and Jonah went the exact opposite direction. Uh, he went down to Joppa. He got on a ship uh, to go to Tar- He uh, went down the bottom of the ship and Uh, the storm of his life was raging, they ended up identifying that broken piece, uh, that broken piece, and uh, Jonah identified it. Boy, it's because of me. They threw him overboard, and he was swallowed whole by a great fish, by a whale, uh, by a whale, by a great fish, which begs the question, uh, when we eat raw fish, it's sushi. What do you call it when fish eats a raw person? Anyway, uh, and so uh, that whale swallowed him. For three days, he was in that belly of the whale. Uh, until the whale ended up, uh, uh, Jonah, getting right with God, belly of the whale. Uh, Jonah, uh, drawing close to God, belly of the whale. Uh, and then that whale regurgitated him on that shore. Uh, can you imagine what Jonah must have looked like? His hair bleached, uh, his skin scarred. Uh, I, his, his smelling uh, of stomach acid and smelling of fresh fish and uh, that 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 whole town though turning to the Lord and some on broken pieces and some on broken pieces. You may have given up on yourself. God has not given up on you. Others may have given up on you. God has never given up on you, and some on broken pieces, God can still use you. Uh, Oh yes, I understand your reach may be reduced, your destination may be diminished, your capacity may be minimized, your your plan, purpose may be decreed. You may not be able to carry 276 to safety, uh, being a part of uh, something bigger than uh, 276 to safety, but you can carry that one, and some and some on broken pieces. If I was going to go ahead and give you a last point, and I have time, so I will, uh, it would be this. Put down number three. We saw first the reason for uh, broken pieces, and then we saw the reality of we're all broken pieces. Would anybody agree with that? If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, the truth is not in us. Uh, Paul in Romans 7 talking about uh, that's what, that would, which I would, I don't do, that which I uh, don't want to do, I end up doing. Uh, oh, wretched man that I am. Isaiah, woe is me. Uh, woe is me. Uh, I'm unclean. I, uh, I dwell among a people that are, that are unclean. I, uh, I'm undone. Woe is me. We're all broken pieces, and I think the thing that sets us on the shelf quicker than anything else is thinking that we're not, is thinking that we're not. And so uh, the reason for them, it's not the the rocks, it's not the storm, it's uh, it's the fact that they were double-minded. They were double-minded. And then the reality of them, uh, the reality of them, all of us are, to an extent, a broken piece, a a boat that has been uh, badly uh, uh, beaten, but then the result from them, uh, the result from them, and I don't want you to miss this, the result from them, uh, the result from God using a Paul and God using a Rahab and uh, God using a David and uh, God using these people uh, is so that he would get all the praise, so that he would get all the glory, and so that he would get all the honor. I've talked about that Home Run Derby where they brought in a replica of Babe Ruth's bat, longer, heavier, out of balance, where... Uh, most of the heavy hitters today will have uh, scientifically uh, designed their bats specifically the length the weight uh, the balance Uh, and they had these guys that were doing batting practice just hey take a couple swings with this take a couple swings with this and they would foul off the ball they would hit a dribbler down the line they could barely get it out of the infield that's a piece of junk that's a piece of junk I can't believe anyone would would want to use that bat and the, the guy that 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 offered it to them said, would would it surprise you if I told you this is an exact replica uh, of the bat that Babe Ruth used to set the home run record? The exact replica uh, of the bat that Babe Ruth used to hit uh, all of those, that Sultan of Swat, uh, hit all of those home runs. They didn't change their mind about the bat. The bat was still a piece of junk. Is anybody with me on this? That bat was still uh, disproportionate. It wasn't weighted properly. Too long, too heavy. Uh, They didn't change their mind about the bat. They elevated their view of George Herman Ruth, Babe Ruth. What a baseball player he must have been. Uh, When it's a tied score in the bottom of the ninth and God steps up two outs to be the last batter at the plate. Uh, He goes to the 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 bat rack, and pulls off the bat rack, Uh, there are no perfectly weighted bats for him to choose from. There are no perfectly, uh, never been marred, never been scarred. Uh, He only has crooked sticks to choose from, uh, and he picks up that crooked stick that's nearest to him, goes to the plate, and he wins the game every single time. Because it's not about us. It's never been about us and when we get this idea that pride that pride look at me that pharisaical i'm doing this it comes along with criticism and judgment i can't believe they they're not like they're not as good as everyone else is a crooked stick not me why we miss the reason the result the reality and the result the result of god using a crooked stick like david like paul like Simon Peter, like the maniac of Gadara, like that Samaritan woman, the reason, the reason, the result of God using them. There was a dad that uh, was in his living room doing some work at home, and his uh, four-year-old, three-and-a-half-year-old, four-year-old, maybe five-year-old boy kept saying, Dad, let's go out and play. Dad, let's go out and play. Dad, let's go out and play. Uh, and he pulled the dad move. He said, uh, got a, a puzzle off the shelf and said, uh, when you finish this puzzle, it was a puzzle uh, of the entire world, a hey, five-year-old, six-year-old, however old that boy was. Uh, when you finish that puzzle, man, I, I'm going to have plenty of time to work. He's never finishing that. Uh, I'll be able to work all day long, uh, and, and when you finish that puzzle, then then I'll go out, and we'll play catch. I'll go out, and we'll, we'll, we'll uh, uh, go, to the, go to the park, uh, and shockingly, it was only a couple minutes later, the boy came back and said, I, I finished the puzzle, I finished the puzzle, and, and the dad said, uh, show me, how in the world did you finish the puzzle? You don't even know where the, the continents and the states are, and, uh, and, and the little boy said, yeah, I, I didn't know how to do that, but on the backside, there was a picture of a person, and I did know where the ear goes, I did know where the, the nose goes, I, I did know where the, the chin and the shoulder I was able to put that puzzle together, not focusing on getting 276 people ashore, when I focused on the one. The one. The one I could impact. The one I could witness to. The one I could encourage. The one I could bless. And it's also noteworthy that when we reconstruct the one, one at a time, on the backside of that puzzle, we're also putting the world back together one person at a time. You say, Pastor, I'm not really sure I'm buying everything you're talking about. God using broken things. God using broken things. Uh, My mind goes back to that upper room where he took the bread, he broke it. He broke it. This is my body which is broken for you. You say, well, pastor, it's not the same. He never committed sin. I get that. It's not the same. He never committed sin. I get that. But but he who knew no sin was made to be sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Boy, God uses broken things. Uh, He uses crooked sticks. Uh, I'm so glad that that when we feel like, we, we feel like God could never use me. Everyone is giving up on me. I'm so glad that where sin doth abound, grace doth much more abound. If you've never trusted Christ, if you've never experienced God's grace for salvation, what he did on the cross, the nails, the scourging, the crown of thorns, Uh, what he did on the cross when the Lord laid on him the iniquity of us all. Uh, It's simply by faith, receiving him by faith, putting your hope and trust in the gospel, what Jesus Christ did, and God used that broken piece incredibly for our salvation. Lord, I do pray. I pray that first, the one that feels unusable, the one that feels like their life has been so messed up, so ripped apart, that there's people that I mentioned that they can identify with, whether it's that maniac of Gadara, or whether it's uh, a Simon Peter denying, or whether it's uh, that, that, that Samaritan woman, the immorality, they, they feel like they're, they're beyond, they've blown it, they feel. Uh, they've, they've disqualified themselves, they feel. Uh, Lord, run to our side and Uh, Lift up our hearts, help us to remember that that though we may not fully fulfill exactly everything that you've created us for, you still have a use for us, a purpose for us, and you still love us enough to send your own son to die for us. Uh, Lord, thank you for being our God. I do pray if there's someone who's unsure about their salvation, that that you'd continue to draw them. And uh, even after the service, when uh, people are walking out, that they'll walk forward to our prayer team and, uh, and just get that question of salvation settled in their hearts and settled in their minds. God, we'll give the praise. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, amen. I am so glad
4: that even when we are going through seasons of brokenness that God still loves us, that God still uses us, and that God still wants to get glory from our lives. Thank you pastor for sharing that message. The question is how are you going to respond? Maybe today is the day that you need to go ahead and say you know what I haven't trusted Christ as my personal Lord and Savior and today's the day. Maybe you're already saved but you haven't taken that next step in believer's baptism. Maybe you're saved and maybe you're baptized, but you haven't taken the step toward discipleship. Well, as Pastor said, in a minute, the services are going to be over and there's going to be a prayer team down front who will meet with you, who will pray with you and help you to know what steps to take for your spiritual next steps. Speaking of next steps. Next week, there is going to be a, uh, a class for baptism and membership, and that's going to happen over in the green room. If you're interested in that, head over to rosedalebaptist.org events and sign up for that. Maybe today you came prepared to give, and there are several ways that you can do your giving. Well, there will be offering plates in the back lobbies. Um, you also could head over to our website and give there, but me, I'm an app guy. I'm an app guy, yeah, so you can head over to yeah, our yeah. Rosedale Baptist Church app, and you can, uh, you can do your giving there. If you are a newer person or it's your first time today, we would love a chance to get to meet you. We would love a chance to get to know you, to let you know that we love you, that we want to be here to support you, the ministries that our church has to offer. So if you would, after the services are over, there are guest services in both of the back lobbies. If you'll go there, we'd love to connect with you. Thank you, Pastor.
3: I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, we have three more weeks in Acts. Three more weeks. We have two more weeks in Acts. Okay, let me correct that. Uh, two more weeks in Acts, and then after Acts, we're going to go to John. We're going to uh, uh, study John by way of kind of a shorter tour of John, uh, not about what I say about Jesus or what others say about Jesus. Uh, we want to hear what Jesus says about Jesus. The I am's in John. I am the bread of life. I am the water of life. I am the resurrection and the life. I'm the door. I'm the good shepherd. Uh, We're going to be in that for about eight weeks, and that'll take us almost all the way up to Christmas, and so um, we still have Acts 28 to go, but then that's where we're going to go next. So let's all stand, and let's have a word of prayer to dismiss. Lord, thank you for your blessing, your goodness, and thank you that you've never given up on me. Thank you that you've never set me into that pile of I think about uh, the potter and the clay. Uh, it was marred in the hand of the potter, but he made it again another vessel. The word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. A second time. Uh, Lord, help us to, to take hope and to lean into uh, you, our God of grace, our God of all mercies, and help us to to be helped and healed and uplifted by that. Lord, we love you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. God bless you. I love you. You're dismissed. Have a good afternoon.